What's up, world? Welcome to The Positive Truth, uplifting and positive news to help you believe in yourself and the world around you. Tim, what are we trying to bring? Here at The Positive Truth, we're trying to bring awareness, empowerment, inspiration, optimism, and understanding to communities everywhere. JP, how are you, sir? Doing stupendous. How are you doing, sir? Doing amazing. I should have said feeling special. That would have been a much better segue. What are we talking about today, Tim? <laughs> today we are definitely talking about the Special Olympics. I'm really, really excited to talk about this, man. So we have how many Special Olympics stories because of you? <laughs> <laughs> we have 10 Special Olympics stories. <laughs> so it's going to be a long one. I know people like our shorter episodes, but too much positivity to go around. Absolutely. So... You have to start off since you're the one that was like, oh, I got five of them. I was like, oh, okay. So just to be really quick, the Special Olympics provides competitions for over 4.4 million athletes across the globe. Um, they host the Summer World Games every two years. Most communities host a small one in their community yearly. Um, these are some of the, some inspiring stories that I have for myself. I'm going to go ahead and knock two out right away because they're oh. semi-short. Oh, one at a time? We can yeah. do one at a time, JP. That's perfectly fine. So I have a swimmer right now. She not only wins big, but she also teaches these kids how to swim, right? Her name is Kid Chan Kim Chandler. Um, we've talked about her on here before, but she's 38 years old. And whenever she was asked about her victories during the Special Olympics in 2014, she simply said, I like to win, which we can all relate to, right? Especially if you're an athlete. Um, as a young athlete, she was very, very competitive. And in her hometown outside of San Francisco, challenge volunteers at the Mill Valley Community Center teaching kids how to swim because she's super competitive and she understands there's kids that are just like her that want to win and despite projections from her doctors as a child that she wasn't even going to be able to walk move or do anything she is now a role model in her community and it doesn't matter if she competes in the special olympics or the regular olympics these kids look up to her like a hero story number one of the day Shout out to Tim for being professional and giving a background on the Special Olympics because I just assumed everyone knew what it was. <laughs> so shout out to you, first of all. Shout out to her, second of all, because she is a role model. It's kind of hard not to watch the Special Olympics and be inspired. Dude, I cry every time I watch it. Why this isn't on TV on a loop, I don't know. Why isn't there an Olympics channel for just to play this stuff? I don't know. Should be. There should be, right? NBC does a really good job covering it whenever they do, man. They always play like awesome stories, and I tear up every single time. So. <laughs> this would be even better. Imagine 24 hours old Olympic stuff and Special Olympics games. If you want to get inspired, just turn it on. For exactly. Sure. <laughs> this. Somebody take that idea from us. So since you want to talk about a swimmer first, my first positive news story, or I guess positive Special Olympics story, is about a a brother and sister. Muhammad is a Special Olympics swimmer. He, spe he won the gold medal in the last Special Olympics game. He was really good in the butterfly stroke. And he's also doing, like, the karate thing, too. So he's doing that and swimming. And he's winning. athlete. Right? But he's, he ran into a problem in 2020. He couldn't go to the gym and he couldn't go swimming because of COVID. So his sister, Muhammad's sister's name's Heidi, she really wanted to help him. So what they started doing together is they started doing these um, body weight stuff in their house. You know, just four days a week they'd work out. They don't want to overwork Muhammad. They started doing it. So then they started putting them on a Zoom. And they started YouTubing them, like live streaming them. And then everyone started tuning in and doing them with them. He started telling his story. And then not only that, Tim, 
Once the gyms opened back up, he was swimming faster than before. He said he was inspired not just by his sister, but by everyone watching and encouraging him every single day. Boom. It's not much you can't do without a community, man. That's amazing. People from far and wide are just coming over here to support him. And now all of a sudden he's better than he was before. It doesn't get much better than that, man. We got eight more to go. <laughs> Facts, man. Mine, oh, oh, that makes me happy. So check this out. I'm a matcher multi-sport athlete, and I'm going to talk about Tim Harris. He has a career that most people just can't relate to. He has Down syndrome, and he's an accomplished athlete. He played volleyball, basketball, track and field, and poly hockey, which I'm not even sure what that is. But the reason why I'm talking about him, so President Obama, he was giving a speech talking about the Special Olympics. He was highlighting some moments, and he mentioned Tim's name, giving him some credit for playing so many sports and doing everything that he's doing. Because not only is he playing sports, you see Tim is also an entrepreneur. He started his own restaurant called Tim's Place in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And he gives back to his community regularly. So once President Obama mentioned Tim's name, Tim immediately got on stage and gave him a hug. They asked him, hey, why did you do that? And he said, honestly, sometimes some uh, presidents need some inspiration too. <laughs> and I thought that was a cool little story because this multi-sport entrepreneur athlete is out here inspiring everybody everywhere he goes, including the president of the United States. Making the Tim name look good, Tim. Facts. <laughs> you know I had to talk about him. So for my next Special Olympic story, it's about Abdul Nahim. He was born in Iraq and he was kidnapped at six years old. He fled Baghdad with his family, first to Syria and then Cyprus. He's also autistic, and so he went through a lot at a young age. In the regular Olympics, they have a, um, a team they put together where it's like you're not around to the country. It's a refugee team. They also have that in the Special Olympics. I did not know that. Oh, man. I teared up last time I saw it on the regular Olympics. Oh, my goodness. So he was part of that team. The Cyprus team and the refugee team actually won the four-ball tournament in the 2017 Special Olympics Winter Games in Austria. Gold medal. Beautiful. And he says, I couldn't have done any of this without the Special Olympics and the support network. I started doing this when I was like eight years old, and I had, I was just lost everything. And they brought me in, became family. They helped my family out. I got to meet a team. I got to play sports. And now I'm in a better position because of Special Olympics. So that's way more important than the gold medal right there. Absolutely. Like, I'll be real. I have a few more stories left. And I don't care about what place any of these people got. It, their story behind it is so much more powerful. It's just as good, if not better, than every other inspirational story we've done on here, man. Yeah, it's like 10, ten inspirational stories today. <laughs> Do sabes. We got six more to go. <laughs> Let me go ahead and jump into Loretta Claiborne. I've talked about her about her in the past as well it was about two years ago um she has competed in six special olympic games winning gold in the mile run the half marathon which is 13 miles and singles and doubles bowling along with silver and figure skating so if we're talking about multi-sport athletes she's definitely a monster so claire Bourne, who's now in her 60s um, she was born partially blind and she was unable to walk or talk until the age of four Obviously, that didn't stop her. She has placed in the top 100 woman finishers in the Boston Marathon twice as well, as received the 1996 Arthur Ashe SB Courage Award, which is huge, right? In 2000, she was so ins uh, such an inspiration for not just the Special, Special Olympics community, but for people all around that Disney did a uh, cool little TV series about her 
little short movie. It was three episodes. It's called The Little Retta Claiborne Story. And they talked about her from being born to an adult. Um, there's a cool story I'm going to post on our Facebook page at the Positive Truth Podcast so you guys can check it out. I'm hoping it has a link. Yeah, it does have a link to that Disney movie. So if you guys wanted to rent that, you can too as well. Man. Tim, when are you going to run your marathon, man? She's out here crushing you. Man, I got three people at, at work right now that are like, hey, let's do this. Also, like, is there anything she can't do? Honestly, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure she is just one of those individuals that can't fail, <laughs> doesn't know how to. Yeah, whenever we uh, make this Olympic channel that plays nothing but Olympics, we need to play that short, like, every day, those oh, three episodes. That's what we're going to wake up to. Like, 9 a.m., the yeah. Laura, Laura Claiborne story. Yeah, like when the kids, like, instead of Saturday morning cartoons, you get to watch that story. Facts. And then you get to watch Special Olympics games. Way better than cartoons. I bet you they'd be outside playing all kind of random sports they'd never played before, for sure. Absolutely. Before we get to our last five Special Olympics stories, we need to pause and do audio meditation. It's where me and Tim talk about one thing we're grateful for each. Because in the stresses of life, we often overlook all the great things going on in our own lives. We encourage everyone listening to think of one thing you're grateful for as well. Guaranteed to make your day so much more positive. Tim, what are you grateful for today? I'm grateful for sports. After reading all of these uh, articles that we've read and we're talking about, a lot of the people we're talking about, sports saved them. It wasn't just the Special Olympics. It was the ability to be consistent at something and take out whatever anger or emotion that you have by doing it and also growing and getting better. And all of these people can relate to it no matter what their disability is. And to me, it's, it's amazing how... We can relate to so many different types of people if we just take the time to learn about them. So, yeah, I'm grateful for sports. Hobbies, bringing people together from now until the end of time. Do sabes. What about you, sir? I'm grateful for uh, cinnamon rolls hmm. and eggs because I had cinnamon roll, French toast, and eggs yesterday after a long day. It was spectacular. <laughs> spectacular. I uh, made a joke. I said, call me Duke Eggington. Duke Eggington. Because <laughs> I got two like massive omelets for myself and then like eight pieces of French toast. It, it was a day yesterday. But um, it was such a good meal. I just had to give it a... You meant, we just, we're blessed with the food we get. No, 100%. You're talking about sports and hobbies and bringing people together. And I'm making puns and talking about a meal I had yesterday. Food is your hobby. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. <laughs> you got a lot of random good meals. So... For my next one, Special Olympics not only brings people together on their side, they're also trying to unify people. Have you ever heard of unified sports? I have. So since you give the little background on the first part of the episode, unified sports is Special Olympics' goal to bring people together through inclusion. They're, they do it with refugees like we just talked about. And they also do it with major sports organizations, NBA, MLS, Union of European Football Association, the NCAA, ESPN's X Games, National Federation of High Schools, the Intramural Recreation Sports. And what they do is they bring in professional athletes or ex-professional athletes, people in college, and they team up with Special Olympics com competitors and they get teams together in these sports and they go out competing against each other as a way to build inclusion and bring, bring awareness towards the Special Olympics and people with disabilities. I had never heard of this before. So my next two, after your next two, are just going to be about the unified sports teams. Awesome, man. I, I think that's amazing. I don't know where I've heard that from. Maybe I read an article or something. We read so much on here. Um, that being said, that is amazing. Like, Sight us up. I, that's exactly what I was like. Where are we at? We got one in Dallas or something? We can do this. Like, for real, like, 
I will play defense and rebound. Like we will. I'm dominating. <laughs> That's like the only way you're gonna get me on a track and field and get me running is if we do this. Oh, absolutely, dude. We're, we got to find a way. Yeah, We're gonna so find a way. This is another thing that needs to be on television. Agreed. Like this is so much better than like anything. Like get a streaming service for the Olympics and put this on. Facts. I'm with it. What do you got, Tim? Andrew Peterson, man. He was born with fetal alcohol syndrome. Um, obviously, that didn't stop him from winning three gold medals in the 1500, 3000, and the 5K on the track. If you guys didn't know, that's what I ran when I was in college. That's the reason why I'm talking about this man here. So Andrew Peterson, he, or Pearson, Peterson, I apologize, he's a true inspiration. He hopes that his ability to overcome obstacles inspires athletes with special needs. He goes around talking to Anybody he could talk, he can talk to. He goes to schools, community centers. It just doesn't matter. He um, also was on a runner-up to the cover of the uh, Runner's World magazine, which is a super popular magazine. I used to get it when I was in middle school, I believe. Like I think it's $10 a month or something, or $10 for the year for 12 issues. It was beautiful. <laughs> that being said, he actually was a, he, he a runner-up to be on the cover, and the guy that actually won was from the same town as him. And the guy that became went on the cover ended up becoming really good friends with him and they started training together and they ended up being even faster they're from indianapolis i just thought it was really cool because he said look i lost at this and he, when he goes and gives these inspirational speeches i lost at being on this cover that i always wanted to be on but it didn't stop me it didn't make me upset i'm actually really good friends with the person that beat me and now we train together because iron sharpens iron and i thought that was super awesome because it doesn't matter quotes with tim <laughs> for me it was one of those things that runners talked about all the time especially when I was in high school and college. Iron sharpens iron. Race with the good guys or practice with the good guys. So when you see Peterson over here training with somebody that just beat him for a magazine cover race, it's not even about the Special Olympics. It's about working together and showing that it's not always about competition. It's about community. That's what the Special Olympics is all about. Do service. So speaking of community, my next story is about Kaylee Warner. She volunteered at the Special Olympics, and she loved it. Loved it so much. Heard about the unified sports games and went and watched it and was so inspired she wanted to do that in her home community. So what she did is she got her community together and she was like, I want to make a flag football team and we're going to be super inclusive. So they have people on there with Down syndrome. They have regular kids on there, they have kids with wheelchairs, and they compete against other teams like themselves. She got them all together and they do this flag football league in her community. And it started with just like a few people. And now it's one of the most popular things in the community. Everyone loves it. And just goes to show you, she was inspired by the Special Olympics, and now she's inspiring her own community. I'm not going to lie to you. She low-key just inspired me. Like, I had a vision in my head that we started this boat just now while you were talking about it. I'm like, yo, that's a great idea. Like, obviously, we just talked about it. We, we love the idea. It's not happening over here. Well, why not just start it in our community? Like, I feel like we have that kind of pool. We don't have that time, but we have that kind of pool. Eventually, Ted, we will have that time. But, yeah. Goals. They're even inspiring us. For real, for real, man. You have no idea. That guy true had a that's so raven vision going on in my head, man. What do you got, Tim? I'm going to talk about my last story today. Her name is Chelsea Warner. And as a child, she had low muscle tone and trouble moving. Um, symptoms of her Down syndrome basically made that an issue for her. She began doing gymnastics as a way of building her strength. It wasn't for her to do this as a career or anything like that. Doctors even told her, hey, maybe you probably shouldn't do that and just rest. That didn't stop her or her parents. She stayed to it. And now at the age of 22, she's so enthusiastic about gymnastics that 
this is all she does. She competes in the Special Olympics, she coaches, and she volunteers her time in her community. And she continues to let people know, I was told I couldn't do anything. To the point of, hey, let's start a nonprofit. So her and her fa father basically were like, look, let's do this nonprofit. We're going to call it Chelsea's Quest, and we're going to pay for all of your training and your travels costs. So you can not only train, compete, but you can also coach others. She began training for about 16 hours a week competing and winning a one-person team, winning as a one-person team in the Special Olympics event. And she's appeared as a special guest in the 2014 NCAA Women's Gymnastics Championship. Whoa. She's out here doing it all. 16 hours a week is a lot for anybody, too, to, to train gymnastics. To train anything for 16 hours a week is intense. Like, that's Especially a professional physical. athlete. Yeah, like, that's, she's out here inspiring the world out here. Putting me to shame, and I'm over here getting about an hour a weekend right now. <laughs> Well, speaking of exercising, talking about the Unified Games, their captain is a man from the Singapore's Unified team. Is a cap name captain's name is Tan Young Shu, Tan Yi Shu. Screw that up. Not editing it out. But with COVID, they couldn't play basketball last year, 2020. And Tan Yi Shu was like, "I, right, we got to do something. We got to do something. We got to like." practice indoors or something so he gets all his teammates together on these zoom meetings it's like we got to work out so they start dribbling the basketballs in the house and i know my mom is listening and i used to do that all the time and get trouble all the time and that happened to them too like you can't we can't play basketball inside right so tan Shu was like we gotta do something different so on these zoom meetings they started working out they do jumping jacks burpees push-ups he ended up losing 33 pounds. His team ended up losing weight too. They came back this last year. They're in better shape and they're playing better all because he, he was an inspiration to them. So they would do these little Zoom meetings and they started inviting other people. It started being like 100 people all working out with them. So the first game back, everyone that was working out with them on Zoom showed up to support them. That's beautiful. Man, I hope every kid that's listening right now is hearing this story. Like, you can truly be that difference on your team or no matter what's going on. They just went through a pandemic. They found a way to work out with each other because I'm sure you guys are all on your tablet and your cell phones anyways. <laughs> they found a way to work out with each other. They weren't thinking about the long-term goal necessarily. They were just thinking about that day and how they can get through it. And now, all of a sudden, they have a whole community supporting them. It's not even about them getting better at their sport. It's about the community they got together to get in better shape. True inspiration. Perfectly said, Tim. I can't even follow that up. I think we're good, though. Absolutely. Longest episode in a while. I'm with it. It was a good episode, though, man. I loved all of those Classic, stories. classic episode. Do you have a classic quote? I absolutely do. The Special Olympics athlete oath is my quote for the day. Let me win, but if I cannot win, let me be brave in the attempt. Quotes by Tim. If you want to support the podcast, make sure to like, share, subscribe, rate, and review. Five-star review helps us out so much. Helps us spread our message of positivity out to the world. We also have a Patreon where if you subscribe, you get a bonus positive news episode every single week. And we take all of our Patreon money and our sponsorship money and we donate every single month when we do our favorite positive news stories of that month. And whoever the Patreon tells us to donate to, that's exactly where we donate to. We're out. Stay positive.